0: Kitchen Rudimental, a series in which chef and author Annie Smithers investigates the very basics of kitchen craft. Annie's just put down a cup of tea. Hello, Annie.
1: Hello, Jonathan.
0: How was the cup of tea?
1: Cup of tea was delicious, thank you, with your uh, ginger snap offering.
0: There you go. What a pair of fine companions they are.
1: They are, and I I am a terrible thing, and I dunk my biscuit in my tea in front of other people. It's okay. I'm told it's very bad manners.
0: Now, we we have in, in, in recent episodes of our, our kitchen rudimental chats, and I should say that you can find them all on the ABC Listen app. You can. Recent episodes, we've been chatting about your adventures at the National Gallery of Victoria. Yes. Now this is, this has brought you into contact with the uh, the great public.
1: It has brought me into yeah you know, into increasing contact increasing contact with the general public, which is a delightful thing.
0: You had a chat the other day with a restaurant patron that put you in mind. Of a, of a topic for conversation
1: i did i met a lovely woman called joy who had chosen to come and celebrate her birthday at the ngv because she loves to listen to you on the radio
0: i wasn't there though i'm sorry you weren't joy. there
1: but you know i was there in your stead and i did ask her if she had anything if she had a birthday wish what would she like me to discuss with you about food and she brought up a topic that i think is really very interesting which is food memories mm. and you know what is the thing that you remember most from your childhood what is the food that you you search for or you yearn for that you remember that isn't sort of current you know currency in the food genres of what's offered
0: so stuff which was a part of your youth but is it got God off the boil, yeah. shall we say.
1: And Joy, I, so Joy's example, I think, is, you know, is almost perfect. And it was, she said it was roast.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Roast, roast for dinner. Yep. And particularly roast lamb cooked in animal fat, she said. I don't, didn't ask which animal fat it was cooked in.
0: Possibly its own.
1: Possibly its own, but it could have been in dripping kept on the side of the stove. So, and she described, she got a beautiful look on her face when she described how crisp and delicious the roast potatoes got being cooked in that animal fat. But of course, it was all shoved into the uh, wood stove. And it is something that I think is very close to a lot of people's hearts is that, in this day and age and i don't know where joy came from or where she lived or any of those things but you know the ability to cook something in a wood fired stove is something that is only a pleasure to a few of us mm. yet strangely enough it is a very popular way of cooking these days in restaurants so you'll have a restaurant like Higney okay. down in Geelong that only uses flame. You've got, you know, the restaurants in Sydney that use grills. Yeah, you know, every, you know, almost every second restaurant, it seems, that flashes past my life on Instagram has a wood-fired grill. But it is a, a, it's an interesting thing to think of sort of how these things, you know, keep coming back and round and the sort of memories that they create. Because Joy would probably not be able to get a roast like her mother cooked Anywhere, anytime in this day and age. I'm
0: smelling the smell of a house in which that roast has been cooking. And it, it's such a distinct, it, it, to me, it's, it's beginning to smell like my, my grandmother's place. Mm. That thing of, of meat being cooked, yes, with, and there's dripping involved somewhere. Point of this is, though, isn't it, the, the way these things imprint themselves
1: Absolutely. In our minds. So, if you if you think back to your childhood, what are the food memories that you have? I mean, oh
0: dear,
1: oh dear, <laughs> oh dear.
0: <laughs> this is not a good
1: subject. Well, Joy did but say no. she said, "Oh, my mother was a very plain cook," and I hear that a lot about people saying their mothers were very plain cooks. My mum says it about her mum, but she was a very good baker. Uh-huh. Or yeah, there's always a there's a there's, there's a,
0: a, which suggests to me that there's a part of that thing which is basically provisioning,
1: provisioning of a the family, yep. but
0: part of it that you actually enjoyed. Yes, and that's the bit that you. So which
1: bit did you enjoy?
0: There, I have three three things to put before you. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> um, the first, and this is a very pleasant food memory, uh, is spaghetti bolognese on newspaper laid on the floor in front of the tv watching the footy replay on a saturday night
1: was there a plate involved
0: there was a plate. Oh, <laughs> i'm sorry
1: i was just yeah, wondering fair, uh, fair point um and did your mum make the bolognese
0: probably my dad did
1: right
0: he used to do a lot of cooking in the house. I mean, it was a thing they shared. Yeah. So that was a pleasant memory. Which is
1: unusual in
0: well, it is back in the day. And I and I thank them for this. That I think, that, and that this is this is one of the things here in in the things that get handed down from families. That example of my father as being an active person in the kitchen. Absolutely. Loved a curry. Loved his grinding his own herbs, spices. And, yeah. You know, so that's
1: not not. not yeah, you Keen's know, curry powder.
0: Not without with curiosity fibers. as a as a cook.
1: Yeah.
0: So that's a real that, that's clearly an influence, you yeah. know. That's the thing that you see. You, you you can't be what you can't see. And for a young male yeah. that's that's good modelling.
1: Did it have Parmesan on top
0: of it? It probably did, but it was probably not Reggiano. Was
1: it the Parmesan that came out of
0: the craft because <laughs> it smelled like yes, sick? That one. Yeah. Sick sick cheese. Sick
1: cheese. <laughs> Every Australian child thinks of that cheese. cheese is sick cheese.
0: What happened there?
1: Not <laughs> sure. You can still because, buy
0: it. I'm sorry. Reggiano doesn't smell like sick. Not,
1: and Grana doesn't. <laughs> doesn't smell, smell like, like sick. sick. Anyway, so that's that's a happy food memory.
0: Less happy. This is the thing that I I could never eat. Um, my parents used to be fond of a. Is it smoked cod in a white yep. sauce yep. with yep. flecks of parsley? Yep. It's the most... It speaking of, of of cooking that fills the house... Yeah. <laughs> That's sick. This is... It's a, it's, a, it's a horrible, lingering, olfactory memory.
1: I only ever remember my mother cooking smoked cod once. Uh-huh. And I still can see little Annie spitting it into her hand and putting it into her paper serviette and hiding it god knows where because I had to get rid of a whole plate of cod and I don't know I don't know I can't remember anything other than removing it from my mouth
0: Textual capacity for resource and disclosure yeah, uh, it did. And, and not disclosure yes hiding
1: <laughs> i am now absolutely in love with smoked cod
0: oh well there's a happy ending
1: it is a happy i'll make a beautiful smoked cod soup for easter
0: anyway so, so there, what's the third one third one and this is this is possibly the the first thing i cooked i can remember I can remember doing this um, probably at primary school and I think on a, you know, electric fry pan. Mm-hmm. You know, the square ones, yeah. Pikelets.
1: Ah, yes.
0: Easy. So easy, but kind of, oh, wow. Sort of the, the, take, take, take these things, put them together, stick them in that, and this thing happens. Mm. It's such a, such a nice demonstration of, of what cooking is, that transformation. Yeah, it is.
1: You know, a batter that is, mm. you know, eggs and milk and flour. And I, I can and... still
0: remember to this day being told that when that side's done, the little bubbles coming up will burst and then you turn ah. it over.
1: All oh, right.
0: there, there you, you go.
1: <laughs> pikelets for Jonathan. <laughs> what did you put on the pikelets?
0: Oh, a bit of jam and, 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 and butter. a bit of butter.
1: Yeah. There you go.
0: I love a pikelet. I don't think people do pikelets much anymore.
1: You can buy packets of pikelets at the supermarket. It's really not the point. It's really not the point, is it? That's not what a pikelet's about. (laughs) I think that we do do... I mean, I do pikelets. I sometimes do pikelets because I'm too lazy to make proper blinis. Mm. But pikelets are even easier to show hospitality with than a scone is because a scone you've got to make a mess yes. By you've got to mix it all up and you've got to cut up and you've got to start your oven and you've got to do all of those things if you had a wood-fired oven the oven would be going anyway so
0: when you walked in just before you and i have... said i'm so sorry i've let the side down all i've got is ginger nuts yeah no 10 minutes later we could have been having pikelets
1: we could have been having hot butter pikelets
0: why didn't i think of that
1: maybe next time you come to my house, I'll make you pikelets and I'll watch the little,
0: <laughs> little you know, joy.
1: 10-year-old Jonathan smile come out and it's, say, look at that.
0: It's also a thing, and I, I think this is something I've observed in our conversations, that you, you as someone who, who cooks sort of as, as an instinct, you cooking for you is a way to, I mean, it's a thing you do to do. make your okay. living. yeah. But it's also, it's part of your sort of vocabulary of being with people. Yes. So for, for me, there's sort of this, it, it doesn't occur to me to make a pikelet. And if I did think of making the pikelet, it'd be sort of a bother. Yes. But for you, it's absolutely nothing.
1: No, for me, I'd just sort of get out some self-raising flour and crack an egg in it and put it on don't the even need out. to think about it. I don't even it. need to think about it. And that is that is one of those things. And I think when we go back to the very original you know, discussion that we had about this little radio segment mm. is that there is something about the modern age where we have forgotten where our grandmothers knew how to cook a roast or how to make a pikelet is now it's been left to the the professionals that, you know, it's it's just part of my vocabulary to make a, a batter that can turn into a pikelet. But for you, it's a stretch because it's not part of your daily routine. In terms of
0: well, that's probably a thing that my, my grandmother had you popped up at the door. Yes. Probably would have done that. Yeah. So there's memories, and, and I have shared any
1: <laughs> some of mine. Bared your soul to me.
0: Next time we will. It would be far more interesting, dear listener. We will. We will. Pick a pick at Annie and see what her food memories are, and we'll get her to give us a recipe or two. Alright. So you can cook the, right. the childhood memories of childhood Annie's memories. with us. OK. Annie, thank you.
1: Thank you, John.
0: Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.